Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. My name is George Weedman. As usual, we have Jimmy and Matt in here, but we also have a very special guest, the uh, Destructoid UK editor, Polygon RPS and Guardian freelancer, and the infamous podquisition accomplice, Laura K. Dale, is also in here with us tonight. Hello, I am here. I am getting a little bit drunk. It's been a very long day and I am very (laughs) glad to be in your reputable company, good sir. I don't blame you because it's like 10 p.m. over there, right? You're in in the, the empire. It's it's about quarter past ten in the evening when we start recording. This is my third podcast of the night. I am running on very little sleep. Today is one of those days. I was either going to nap all day or I would work, but I'd do it a little bit drunk. So of the two, I decided let's make up some cocktails and do some (laughs) drunken working. Why not? I mean, I mean, hey, that's completely appropriate because this is the last TOVG podcast of the year. Should be going up either. day before new year's eve or new year's eve so yeah celebrate woo yeah woo! we're we're recording on a different way yeah a different day from usual because of the new year's eve coming up we also skipped last week because christmas had come and gone which probably yeah. means that uh we were away from our computers and maybe didn't play so many video games this time to talk about even though we did skip a week but i don't know i mean like i i did more <laughs> of the earthbound cell phone thing but but besides that, I've mostly been chipping away at, at Rainbow Six Siege again and the Bloodborne DLC. And But back to Earthbound, like, okay, I get people like it and everything, right? I remember liking it as a kid, but holy shit, the like leveling curve in this game is continuously infuriating me. Mm. Mm. I think that's, that's, a, uh, that's an interesting thing that I kind of noticed, especially after finally, finally beating Undertale. I think it was on between our break, uh, I beat Undertale. Which was great. The ending was very surprising. I'm not going to say anything more on that because you know how I, how much of a stickler I am on it. But uh, Undertale has no like like leveling curve. You just you just move forward the whole time, and I really like that. Wow. And I think that's why I hate JRPGs for the most part is because I can't do that. Even in Pokemon, I can't do that. While I largely agree with you um, against Undertale, I will say um, if you go through murdering everything. There are some pretty considerable difficulty spikes at times. That's what I've heard. Mm. And I've only done the initial run, which ended up being neutral for me. Yeah. I'm planning on doing pacifist next. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, everybody says if you do pacifist, you're going to be too choked up to do genocide afterwards. I, but I did genocide and I regretted it. I feel my <laughs> sins crawling on my back and I can never take back what I did. And I feel like the worst kind of human being. Also, um, I, I, yeah, I like, that's right. Neutral through pacifist definitely is a really smooth level curve. You are right mm-hmm. on that. Genocide hor- just horribly beats you up with spikes in difficulty that are deliberately unfair because they should mm-hmm. be because you're a terrible human being if you do that way of playing <laughs> the game i feel like that's, going that's neutral to pacifist to genocide is actually the intended route mm. which means you're doing agree. it right jimmy that's also the route i went through because um if you're doing neutral then you at least have like a little bit of experience and leveling behind you when you're doing yeah. pacifist you don't have that luxury and you also have to put up with more of the shmup twitch challenges mm. yep and and genocide is basically like nightmare mode 
Yeah. Like like all the Twitch challenges ramp up to a ridiculous level. I'm, I'm, I mean, all, all I will say about genocide is the final boss. I spent no oh. joke seven hours repeatedly fighting. Jeez. It was seven <sighs> hours of the most like I wanted to beat this thing, but as victory was coming close, I realized I regretted everything. <laughs> it was seven hours of hell. Forget Bloodborne. This is the true get boss. good game. <laughs> I uh, I noticed. I don't know. I again, I don't want to talk too much on it because I'm, I'm still. I still feel like there's a grace period where people should be allowed to play this, you know, mm. free of, of uh, spoilers. But like, I, I noticed that no matter which choice you take, you get a, a different kind of boost because like sparing things gives you gold and gold mm. can buy you like food to mm -hmm. keep your health up. So that's how I beat like the last two fights in uh, in my neutral run was I just bought a whole bunch of food because I had so much gold because I only killed like two things the whole game. So yeah but if you go the other way you actually get permanent health and so it's a nice interesting balance between i don't know i don't know i won't go on for too long i'm sure yeah everyone's sick of hearing from undertale i can't get enough yeah yeah i i have been upset like i was a bit res um i was a little bit resistant to play undertale at first once i played it it's now been one of those games that's just stuck in my head for months on end i've mm. finally got around to doing an lp of it because people have been bugging me to do it for months and i'm like no you don't want to see that i've already played it but i'm like fine i like this game i'll go through it again gosh <laughs> make me play games i enjoy sometimes Ugh. how dare you i know that my that is a video game. Ugh. On my bus ride to the family for Christmas, I was literally listening to an Undertale cover album on on the ride mm. to and from. Ooh, was that a uh, was that the official one? Uh, it was well, uh, it was made by by Ace Waters, who who is yeah. a personal mm. accomplice, and mm -hmm. also um, collaborating Rachad. with another yeah, Rachad with two A's, right? Mm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's pretty pretty fun time there's a super sick cover of the freaking tim shop in there that i was cracking <laughs> up at yes oh. um, that is that is i'm really proud of those guys by the way freaking ace just like just really pulled together he started doing one song a week on his channel like sometime last year yeah made it all the way this far and now he has a officially sanctioned undertale fan album that that toby uh. like allowed them to make and sell God damn. so that's that's, that's pretty bad good about this. Plug, yeah. it, plug it youtube channel ace waters well ace waters is his name his channel is called motive makes a man super yeah. duper great video game covers mm -hmm. the guy is like insanely dedicated pushes a new song out at least every week with like kids and a family yeah and um yeah. also just made a cover album for for undertale that's a lot of fun so yeah him and also richard eb uh did all the metal covers on that album um yeah go check it out it's called determination i think you can find it on Bandcamp. Uh, Super good. Anyways, but sorry. yeah. Besides that, I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, which got a very negative review on Jim Sterling's website. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I, I freaking love this game, and it's it's just getting lambasted so hard by the mm. press that any bit of good press I find, I, I retweet and try to share the love. <laughs> but I know I, I, because I've been doing this, Ubisoft sent me console code codes for it. 
I gave really? one to Matt and passed out the rest to um, Twitter. And and Matt, I, I hear that you also had some very positive right. impressions. Yeah, because I'm used to playing the old the old games, and I spent a man, I spent a few months of my my childhood um, staying in and playing uh, Rambo Six Vegas One and mm-hmm. Two, and um, it has like the same feeling of that, and. It, it's just fun. I, I like games with, with when you could put on a set of open back headphones and just hear everything around you. Oh, the sound design is so good. Yeah, And you, you just hear like little footsteps and the tension just builds up and you're like, oh, snap. Oh, and snap. Like, is tell, he around the corner? Is he above me? You is can like, tell where the footsteps are by like the amount of echo in them. It changes per room. Uh, and and if you punch a hole in a wall, you'll start hearing sounds more clearly from the other side of the wall. It, there's there's a video they made about how that like there's an extremely complicated 3D sound algorithm going on in this game that makes everyone shutting up, but also precisely telling each other what they're hearing enough to have the whole team paint a mental image of what's going on in the whole map. And uh, there are like so many games in this that so many moments in this game that t- literally blow my mind. There was uh, one player on my team who's really, really good, who got a surprising kill straight through a wall. In any other game, it would have looked like he had a wall hack turned on. But what he said after the kill was, I started spraying into the wall to hear him freak out to find out where he was in the map. Dang. And wow. and then he was able to just like wall bang the, the door frame that this other opponent was in by the sound of... of that is damn impressive i will give you that i i i've been playing some of of siege and i feel like i should like it more than i do i Mm. am not gonna deny that it is a fantastically made game i think that the audio design is superb i just i don't know why i can't get into it and i wish i had an answer for that because i look at it and i'm like everything about this game I really like all of the individual components. Put them together and it's just not gelling for me. Uh, Hmm. What platform are you playing on? I've been playing on PS4. Okay, well, Mm. I might have found one of your problems. Now, do you have... That that would be the problem, obviously. I know, I know. Again, I was given a console code. That's what I had. What are you doing playing Rainbow Six on the Bloodborne box? Get out of here. (laughs) Well, no, like the the accuracy of mouse aiming really changes the game. I I've, I've I mean I don't know. I haven't actually played one of the console versions, but I've read a lot of uh, testimonials from people talking about how much more sense it makes when when you can snap it's not aim. Because I, I got the PS4 code, and so I was also playing it on PS4, mm-hmm. and I'm I've I used to be a console head way back, but now going back to the PS4, I feel like I can't aim for the head like I can on my mouse and keyboard. I feel like it's a little sloppy with the aim assist as well and it just doesn't feel right. You know? They really Uh, want you to be making those headshots. Yeah, like I'm aware that I'm playing it on on PS4. Like, I'm not... I'm trying not to let the fact that this isn't mouse and keyboard aiming affect my opinion too much, but yeah, it's just... It just isn't quite... It's just not quite gelling for me and I don't quite know why. Because it feels incredibly polished. The the thing is, on PC, when you can climb your recoil up to the 
head part of a model, the time to kill is so super duper fast that the game becomes more about planning your crosshair placement than actually twitching and reacting quickly, which turns the whole game into something that's more about just like Rainbow Six is supposed to be. It's more about tactics and planning than it is Call of Duty run and gunning. Yeah. Hmm. Well, in that case, Ubisoft, get on getting me PC code, please, because uh, <laughs> PS4 apparently not cutting it. Once you do, I have a Skype room with like 15 people in it called. <laughs> it, it's it's ridiculous. There are people from from every time zone in here. There's there's always someone to play with. And usually we can get a five person group together pretty easily. And I think that's the other big gatekeeper to mm. really, really seeing the fantastic potential behind this game is is having a group of friends who are always ready to play it on PC. Because once you do that, it's it's all of a sudden like playing a super high-level clan match of, of Counter-Strike, which which is one of my favorite things in the world. So I'm really glad that a good Counter-Strike clone has finally come out. <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and like Matt was talking about how it's um, harkening back to like old Rainbow Six games, particularly the Vegas ones. And I think this is a nice middle ground between yeah. the Vegas games and also Ghost Recon. the ones before then. Yeah, like yeah. like the Ghost Recons in the earlier Rainbow Six games where it was almost one hit kill rules of engagement with like <laughs> no gun model on the screen and, and just two mm. movement speeds slow and slower. <laughs> there's there's no third person cover system no no scripted sequences no no tutorials and kill streaks splashing pop-ups all over the screen and i really like the uh the results of a big d d d d evil publisher like ubisoft making a kind of small-scale humble project like that again i i one thing i i feel like this game it's it's so easy to miss the point of it and and you're not kind of like it, it, I mean, obviously, it's not for everyone, but I feel mm. like when you have like, because I'm a big fan of uh, Gears of War, and it's it's definitely not well made in the sound area as as well as this <laughs> is, but um, it's one of those things where you have the simple like mechanics there. You know, you break down walls. You can put these walls. Each class has a different, you know, like um, rock paper scissors thing going on with mm -hmm. with uh, the way you can put stuff up, and mm. when when it comes down to it, like there was this moment where I was new to the game and I was just jumping in and no one was talking on my team, which kind of sucks. So you, you got to play with people. But I was the only guy left and it was just this one other guy and I had to defuse the bomb. So it was a mind game of where's the, the other guy has to defuse the bomb and I have to keep him from doing it because the bomb is already armed. And it's like, OK, what do I do here? Do I do I wait him out? Do I go for it? Is he already disarming it? And this is those moments that, like, I feel like define the game for me. And yeah, that's the mm -hmm. that's the moments I I look for. And what happened was I waited him out for like the last couple seconds, and then I heard his footsteps, and I heard him running across the hall. So I came around the corner, and I just popped his head before he ran around and, and disarmed it it was it was the greatest thing i was just like oh my gosh like uh. in those high intense moments and mm. yeah if you don't experience those things you're gonna you know you're gonna be like ah it's, uh, it's whatever and mm. i i would say definitely pc with a couple friends will probably be the optimal way and i don't think this is one of those things like oh you know you have friends that means it's better anything is better <laughs> with friends but i think i think this one actually has you know after like the full couple days that i played with it, it i had a good blast and had a lot of those moments like that that i i haven't really had in other games like call of duty and stuff they don't really mm. tickle my fancy anymore 
and it's been a while since a shooter ha- has actually like drawn me in. Right, right. Because yeah. I, yeah. The the brilliance yeah. of it is that it's a triple A attempt to streamline the really bizarre psychological tricks you see of a high level Counter Strike game, mm. particularly the mind games and and paying attention to sound and just uh basically finding different ways to toy with the patience that situation requires. Like this game really really tests your patience and when you play it at the uh, a, a more challenging game of ranked, the victories just feel so satisfying. Because you have to fight so many temptations to run in and and be a hero, which is still all, always possible because it's real time and still Twitch based at its core. But uh, there are so many um, counterbalances put in place to get people playing more patiently and slowly and carefully than that. And I'm oh, I'm, I'm having the time of my life for this game that has super shitty reviews and microtransactions <laughs> and horrible netcode issues. I wasn't expecting to be this sympathetic for Rainbow Six Siege, but it was literally like one of the biggest surprises of the year for me. Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege is not the worst video game in the world, regardless of what the internet might tell you. <laughs> I, I feel like it's it's criminally underrated. A Kotaku Australia editorial was put out yesterday making the exact same claims, and that makes me super happy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what else? What else is there that, well, that we've been playing over I... the holidays? I didn't play well. I didn't play much, but I did play this uh, short game. Uh, it came out recently. It was around, I think, around two hours. Uh, I think it was called Star Wars: uh, The Force Awakens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was what, pretty good. What, was it? I see what you did there. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I you oh. know, someone tweeted at me. He's like, "Oh, make sure, make sure you mention Star Wars in the podcast." So yeah. there you go. I mentioned it. I don't know if All I right. can actually talk about it. But it was mentioned for was a mentioned. second. I thought you were talking about the Force Unleashed. And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, that game I, everyone hates." So I I cackled maniacally. I, I, was, I was starting to giggle because I thought you were making a um, "There's no content in Star Wars Battlefront" joke. I, that's what oh. I thought you were doing. Oh. <laughs> See, oh, so wow. many different avenues you could have gone. Yeah, the, the, that was like the Swiss Army knife of podcast jokes. <laughs> there are so many jokes ready to be made about Star Wars games in any given year. The, the, mm. the, there are enough low quality Star Wars games existing in the world for for them to be easy fodder yeah but yeah i don't um, know like are we allowed to talk about no movie? okay absolutely not okay <laughs> jimmy will not stand for it star wars is have good you, have you there seen you it yes star wars okay, is cool. good. yeah and i feel like <laughs> that's really all you jimmy? need yeah of course i did okay, okay. I, I feel very reassured coming out of the force awakens i'm like oh you didn't fuck that up and mm-hmm. you you things are interesting going forward okay Okay, I can live with yeah. I can live with Star Wars being in this state. The best part it, what, of the movie I, was walking out of the movie and being satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> that that was almost like the biggest like diss <laughs> to then, the movie ever. Then and then it, it turned, turned into a, a reasonable compliment. Like yeah. I, 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 my favorite I, thing about that film was I went and saw it a second time because I went and saw it at midnight because I was terrified of spoilers. Mm-hmm. And right, right, right. a couple of days later, went and saw it again, and I was like. Watching this without being worried about spoilers, not being hyped up on the midnight launch, knowing what's coming, being able to have, you know, taken a few people's opinions in. This -hmm. film is still good. If anything, it's maybe better than the first time I saw it. I'm going in looking for criticisms and not seeing them. Mm. I uh, yeah, that that makes me very happy that like this might actually not be the Phantom Menace again. (laughs) 
Yeah, oh, I, no. uh, <laughs> I, it was interesting because oh. I went in, um, first of all, I had that same terrifying experience, but I didn't get to see it midnight. Oh, I saw cool. it Sunday night at one in the morning after a big party with a lot of people oh. who had seen it. So <laughs> that whole party was like, hi, I'm Jimmy. Don't talk to me about Star Wars. <laughs> but um, literally like came out of the movie and I was like, you know what? I wasn't blown away, but that was pretty good. And the longer I sit on it, the more I'm like, I need to see that again. Wow, I really enjoyed this. Wow, this part was super awesome. And I'm just like, my love for it is growing longer after I watch it. I say if you manage expectations, you know, like Mm. certain things, it's not perfect. But if you manage expectations, and especially I saw all the films before going into Mm. this. um, Mm. So I guess my expectations for for like, from coming out of the prequels was very right. high. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> like that's what I did. The six days running up to that um, with my housemates, we watched one through six in that order, oh, um, no. and then just prior to going in, I watched um, recorded TV station interviews with people just before and just after the midnight showing of the Phantom Menace. And I was trying to taper my expectations, knowing what the for, uh, what um, knowing what the Phantom Menace is, and knowing that people mm. came out of that saying it was the best Star Wars film they'd ever seen. And I was like, I don't want to be that person. And again, I agree that like the longer I've sat on it, the more I'm finding to discuss, the more interesting things it it leads in with other films. The more that I can compare, like this is where the prequels went wrong, and this is where this film did those same things much more intelligently. And Mm. after a second viewing, I think that was the good thing about a second viewing. I knew what to expect, which made managing expectations much easier. I knew what the film was. I'd taken away the big buildup in my head of what it might be. And I came out really pleased. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to a second viewing. Yeah. Um, the, the second, so I have a lot to uh, I have a lot to look for again now that I'm like okay this this and this might mean this so I need to look again yes. and see this part the, in context. There are things I entirely missed until I read about them in articles and then watched a second Same. time and was like oh my goodness you're totally right how did I miss that? Yep yep. So I think yeah. I think I saw Matt tweet that he watched all the prequels before going. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds I, like oh, I, I, oh, oh, oh I, god. It was I thought. I thought people were over-exaggerating. Okay, I watched it when I was young, and I thought I quite enjoyed the prequels. I watched it again, and oh my god, mm. they're <laughs> bad. I, I, I would say part, I'd say one and two were really, really bad. Like the first one you you had, um, um, well, what is, is that, guys? This is racing. And the second one was emo. the best part. <laughs> emo Anakin. <laughs> Um, oh which w- and and then the third one I say the third one was actually more enjoyable than all of them, the th- which was quite interesting. Which was it was still a mess. Yeah, the, but it, <laughs> it, I actually enjoyed it. The third is the best of the prequels, with the exception of it having the singular worst acted line in the entire Star Wars saga, which is, is that one little kid just before racing? the kid is murdered, who's like, oh. Anakin, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. That oh fucking my gosh. kid. <laughs> 
Oh I mean, my gosh! I, I gotta give I gotta give at least in the running for worst lines is uh um in my opinion it's the Jedi. In my opinion, the Jedi. <laughs> please, no. The lines like, are coarse. The memories are still they like, get rash, around please. everywhere. S- Sith Lord as an internet commenter. Um, oh my. Well, actually, Anakin, um, don't try it. <laughs> I have the high ground. God, see, the funny thing is, you you guys watched them all leading up to Episode Seven. He turns him uh, into a potato. <laughs> my, my wife and I, we, we saw Seven, you know, last week. And then uh, after a bit, she was like, I want to watch the old ones. Let's watch them all. And I was like, okay. So we did uh, four, five, six, and then one, two, three over the past four days, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I four, five, and six, even she she kept turning me and she's like, wow, these held up really well. And I'm like, exactly. yeah, they look, they're fucking great. Like, what, 40 uh, years old? Even then? Jedi? That's there, there yeah, were uh, seventy-seven, uh, nineteen-seventy-seven. Yeah. So yeah. Just, just shy. Yeah, coming up on forty years old now, and they have they've aged very well. I feel yeah, like there's, there's a lot, the prequels a lot that looks, didn't. Yeah. Why? Yeah, because the stormtrooper stormtroopers were CGI. Why? Uh, Why? Uh, well, because how are we going to hire ten thousand extras for the Clone Factory? Uh, just but, copy but paste there, real there footage. Only, but it would just be one stormtrooper in the shot. You and yeah. it's CGI. Why? Just use the clone brush on one real stormtrooper, and oh my there clone you go. Brush. Oh my god! The best, yes. the, the best Star Wars news that's just come out is the unedited original trilogy is coming to Blu-ray. So you'll finally be able to get the Blu-rays oh of the god. original trilogy that don't have wait, wait. the giant CGI what? monster walking in. Real? Yeah, this was a thing that or, got announced like the last week CGI or two. Java. Oh. Yeah, Shit. they are so, looking at doing that. So imagine how embarrassing it must be to be George Lucas right now. Oh god! I mean, <laughs> the, the thing you can you can be embarrassed, but you also have six billion dollars. So rich and embarrassed, the George <laughs> Lucas story. Yeah. I am so excited to see the original trilogy without like entire scenes getting like I can't see the people talking in this scene because a CGI monster is walking in front of this really badly. Yeah. The the thing is, someone already spent time making a despecialized version mm-hmm. that yeah. recreated it and that's the ones I watched I didn't watch yeah. the the other one I, so that, that's going to be interesting to watch those again and see how the original I, I had see. the the uh, complete edition that's no longer complete on Blu-ray so I watched mm. all of the terrible CGI I got to see young Anakin in episode 6 as a force ghost I mean, to be honest, uh, I grew up with the special edition, <laughs> the first special editions that came out. Um, and so I was used to the stuff like the really bad song and dance number in oh, Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Which which I watched that again and I, I like talked over the movie. And I turned to my wife and I was like, look at those dancers behind her that are in costume and look amazing. And then they put this weird ass CGI creature in the foreground and make it like a Looney Tunes thing. And, yeah. Yeah. But I the the thing that got me, the <laughs> real thing that got me, because uh I bought the movies for my father-in-law, and then I downloaded these to watch because I'm a nasty pirate, but I purchased them at one point, so it counts. <laughs> um but the version that I downloaded, I didn't realize uh alien subtitles are not hard burned into the movie mm. did you know that yes i did huh so we watched all six movies with no alien subtitles <laughs> oh, and no. you you want to know the funniest thing is it works in the originals and it doesn't work in the prequels yes. in the originals every time an alien's talking it's usually with someone who's speaking english back to them well either and... that or their intent is put across pretty well by the puppets yeah yeah like 
like all the scenes where it's like, oh, it's Greedo and Han talking, and Greedo says something, and Han will be like, I know I'll get him the money. And it's like, okay, I, I understand what's going mm. on. In the prequels, there's parts where it's just Anakin and Watto talking in some language and with no subtitles. God, Djibouti Daypot Slay Mo. Oh, God, I'm remembering little Annie trying to. Oh, let's be real, though. The pod racing scene is still awesome. Here's the thing I don't hate on young Anakin's actor nearly so much after seeing, like, after seeing that kid that can't act in episode three. I give young Anakin's actor, I'm like, you know what? You were actually half decent. You weren't that bad. You had a bad script, but you know. Give you a three out of five yippies. You you know what haunts me, haunts me at night is the scene where um, Jabba, when he's a child, his his dad gets murdered. Yeah. And he's just like, oh. And I'm like, what? What? (laughs) He didn't didn't say anything. His dad just gets his head cut off. And what? nothing. Wait, 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 wait. What? There's a scene. You know, you don't, don't, um, not jo- not Jabba the Hutt. Um, oh, Boba um, Fett. Boba, okay, Boba, okay. The young Boba. Jesus, I was like, Jabba the Hutt. Very, very different thinking, you, you got me thinking about the Jabba the Hutt um, CGI that was in, okay. that, that was replaced in there. I was like, I, oh yeah. my gosh. And it was I'd, like in my mind. I assumed Bo- I'd misheard you. I was like, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. you can't have said Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boba, Boba. When he was young, when he was young, his mm. his father gets murdered, and he's watching, and he just says, "Oh," and it I just cuts. Like, and just, I feel, I feel like the bit where he holds the head up and he like looks sad makes up for that. But he's <sighs> holding his father's decapitated head. I I remember first time coming out of that movie, and somebody was like, "I will." I was praying so hard for that scene not to end with with Django's head falling out of the helmet onto the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And him just looking at it. So, so, okay, I I, I have one question of people who recently rewatched the whole thing, and that is, did you think Return of the Jedi was awful or or, because I feel like that's where the downhill spiral starts to slope? I, I feel like there is an awful lot of really good stuff in there. I feel like it is less consistent than the other two movies in the original trilogy, but I don't feel like any of its problems are the same problems that the prequels have. I, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it was any kind of lead into the prequels or anything. Rewatching mm-hmm. all the movies, my experience was that that Empire was was pretty darn good. The first one is is pretty good, and that Empire is Lots actually of one lines. of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. But the I, I feel like a lot of the trends with with an overuse of, of CGI and alien slapstick comedy and characters just being super one dimensional action figure commercials starts with Return of the Jedi. Like there's no I, twists I, in Return of the Jedi. I, what? what? What is a twist? What, what unexpected like like experimental thing happens in Return of the Jedi? Well, first of all, Luke's kind of a ruthless motherfucker because he goes to Jabba's palace and says, free my friends or I'll fucking kill you all, which is not a thing that Luke does any time before that. I mean, Luke gets super angry, almost turns to the dark side. Darth Vader turns good. Speaking of which, 
fuck fuck Lucas for that one part. I can handle I can handle anything. But Darth Vader saying no at that part is actually the worst okay. thing to happen to Star Wars. My, my, my favorite thing about that film is that film is so much better if you just cut it at the moment when Vader's helmet is on, he takes the first breath, cut to black. That's how you end that film. You don't have him say a fucking word. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm not talking about... Oh. You're talking about episode three. Oh, I'm the, talking uh, about oh, sorry, episode the six. Other no. Oh, God. The, the re-added yeah, yeah no. they okay. added that in that same no they added yeah. that in when he throws no? the emperor um, over it's the same one i didn't it's realize the it was the same one. no i'm sorry <laughs> that's how bad it is uh, they yeah. took the worst line from episode three or arguably and then pasted it into episode six where it's un- unneeded unnecessary uh, it's obvious his and, struggle. and then they you put in the force like, ghosts no. of yeah. hayden christensen and <laughs> Yeah, Ewan McGugger. Yeah, well, at well, the end of Return of the Jedi, when the Ewoks are singing a happy little song, and then they no, cut to an awful CGI shot of Coruscant with with its prequel design bubble spaceships flying around, yeah. and then goes back to like the '70s original trilogy <laughs> designs at the Ewok party as they're yeah. drumming on decapitated stormtrooper heads. I, I like the Ewoks really piss me off. The, the Ewoks the, the, are the are Leia not bikini kind of pisses a lot. Basically, everything that happens okay. in, the, in the Jabba scene pisses me yeah. off. Yeah, and All that's right. like the first half of the whole movie. Look, I'm not gonna be some like some guy who defends things, but <laughs> everyone, that was a good sentence. Good job. Uh, everyone who's like, I don't like the Leia bikini. Literally, she's slave to a gangster who like. I I mean, it's pretty implied that he's like. A monster. Yeah, like, I ethically, uh, I, I feel like maybe there, there's a contextual like reason a for it. Yeah, it, it's, opinion, it's also it heavily sense. implied that it's there to sell Slave Leia action figures. Well, yeah. Well, I mean that's part of it, but it's not something where it's and they like sold. an Ewok teddy <laughs> bears. <laughs> and I said, never mind. I, never mind. I, it's uh, not as bad as what they did to Padme. Padme was like, you know, like this outgoing strong person all of a sudden she just becomes like a housewife oh like, god Pad- padme's <laughs> entire arc makes no fucking sense so she Does meets it? she meets this kid oh. for like two days never sees him again 10 years later he turns up and goes oh you don't even remember me i've thought about you every single day since i last oh, so saw you he spends the next half an hour really being really fucking creepy on her and she actively turns like around sand. and says i don't like you please go away <laughs> back off you're fucking creepy after this for seemingly it's okay. no yeah, reason next day she loves him for seemingly no reason she's like oh actually i kind of like you now fine we'll kiss she ignores all of his like crazy homicidal tendencies where he's like i think everyone in the universe should do what i say even if I have to force them. And she's like, don't see any red flags here. And then, like, the last movie, she goes from being like, oh, yeah, I can break myself out of situations and fight things off. Now she's just, I'm pregnant and I'm sad. Yeah. And I'm very somber. Yeah. But I'm not going to go away from my crazy, scary man. And then r 2 jetpacks into the scene and shoots people. Yeah. As they escape from a video game platformer level. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> that that right, factory oh, is such a video game level. That that fight goes on for so but, 
damn long. I, look, this is what happened. This was this is my wife's idea to to watch these prequels because I, I was I, I we went through five, four, and six, and I was like, uh-huh. no, we are gonna watch the movie now. And like, oh no, let's see the prequels. I'm like, no, you don't want to see those. <laughs> it, 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 there's a scene where she's like, she's like, why are they? They jump. Um, I, I, he jumps when they're having a fight in that lava stage. Yeah, he jumps on this beam. I mean, and you're like, yep. why are they jumping on the beam? Why why would you run oh. away there and yeah. balance on the beam while trying to fight with laser swords that right. you know if you make a mistake <laughs> yeah. could cut off you could cut off a limb. Yeah, she's like, why are As you doing? We very like, well it's, know it, it, it's it's the most ridiculous thing, and it just keeps going. And <laughs> it, it, how I I don't know. <laughs> I don't now. I feel like one of those angry. Star Wars nerds, nerds like, how do you like the prequels? How? Oh, the the, the like only thing the you have to do to like the prequels is just every time there's a moment that doesn't make sense, remind yourself, oh, the reason for this scene is in Anakin's perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> <laughs> and, and cut. I think we've talked about Star Wars for about 20 minutes now. Unlimited power! <laughs> that was a lot of sounds. Kill the Black guy, please. Uh, on, on occasion, sometimes, once in a blue moon, on the that one video gamer podcast, we do talk about video games. Yeah, um, this is not one of those occasions. <laughs> I bet you guys played anything else this I, week. I played a couple of video games this week. Let's hear. Uh, have, have any of you played any of Fast Racing Neo since it came oh, out? I want to so I bad. Want so fucking badly. Wait, what? Okay, how is it? <laughs> and then there was a lot of talking. I heard the, the word bad thing. and badly, and I wasn't yep. sure what was going on. We we both want to quite a lot. Okay, but um, Fast Racing Neo is my favorite game in a long time. It is the aesthetic yeah. of Wipeout with like the feeling of the better G- um, the better F Zero games. You got this button mm-hmm. that you use to change your engine color to hit your boosts and whatnot. I'm not talking about any of that today. I have completed all of the single player content and finally I unlocked something called Hero Mode. Oh no. Hero Mode is the mode in, if you've seen footage of this game, you know that this game is about being in space in the future racing quite fast. Uh, okay. Hero Mode, double the speed. Yes. Um, <laughs> no. Turn your boost bar also into a shield meter. Oh, you yes. are going so fast that you cannot see what's happening. Every yes. time you crash into a corner, you lose your <laughs> shield. It is the best thing. I I have spent like a week this Christmas just being like, I know I will never complete this, but I put on my speakers full volume and I am just going <laughs> to race into the infinity point of nothingness forever. And it's amazing. I love also, Fast Racing Neo. It's insanely well optimized. Digital Foundry ran a test and isn't it only like 400 megabytes yeah uh, really yeah it's ridiculous um the reason it's so well optimized um there is a bit of a story to this developer the last time they released a game was on the wii and it was called fast racing and fast racing on the wii had the problem that it had to be under 40 megabytes because that was WiiWare's like um at the time their cap on how large WiiWare games could be So they put a fuck ton of time and energy into optimizing for Nintendo hardware ridiculously well because they wanted to make a really good looking racing game on the Wii. And when it came to the Wii U, they were like, well, we've got no limit on memory space now, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't optimize it well. 
and they have made a game that runs like really solid frame rate, no like noticeable popping, good resolution, and it's 400 meg. Damn. Yeah, that's a good fucking video game. <laughs> wow. And it's the only other game in existence that you could fit on your hard drive alongside Xenoblade. <laughs> yes. How which, big is Xenoblade, by the way? Uh, like 36 gigs or something? It, yeah, it's, it, even if you buy the disc version, you want to have the 10 gig of patches to basically <laughs> like... Because if you're running it off disc and you download the 10 gig of extra data, you can't install it off disc. You have to download it. That basically uh, gives you the sp- like all the speed benefits of having the digital version, but yeah, that's a big video game. I really, I, I yeah. don't know if I've, I, I talked about this a little bit in some places. Uh, I have put like a hundred and thirty hours into Xenoblade X this month. Jeez. Um, I am really digging that game. <laughs> I, oh, I'm so into it. I'm, I'm curious because the, the biggest negative that I was hearing is that essentially to summarize i want to get to the robot but it takes me 30 hours to get to the uh, robot uh, and none of that is uh, fun uh, well i will disagree with parts of that and agree with parts of it if you okay if you are just excited about the robot it's going to take you about 20 hours to unlock the robot Jeez. okay bear with me here i went into this game mm-hmm. only wanting it for the giant robots i am really into like gundam and gurren Lagan, and i like really mm-hmm. big space robot things <laughs> Okay. I, in that first 20 hours, did not notice that I didn't have the robot. I'm really fucking into space robots. And within, like, let's say within about three hours, I wasn't bothered that I didn't have the robot. And getting my big fucking giant space robot (laughs) was a pleasant surprise rather than (laughs) something that I felt held back by. It was the nice tasty carrot to get through the fact that, like, this game, and to me this is a benefit, the opening 20 hours um, up until you get that robot, the big complaint a lot of people have that I really like is that it doesn't hold your hand at all. It's just like, mm. here is five continents. If you want to jump in the water and swim to the fifth continent right now, you can do that, and that's perfectly fine. Oh, wow. It is not hand-holding you at all, and I was so overwhelmed with like so many things to discover that there was... like. There was too much stuff to do and to want to find and to want to explore that I was not bothered mm. by the lack of giant robots. So nice. that that is my oh, recommendation is if you are going into this for the big giant robots and you don't mind that your opening 20 hours are going to be explore the world, have a big fuck off adventure in this like <laughs> completely. There are no <laughs> progression blockers. It's just do you want to you want to go over to that molten lava continent over there? It's going to take you like 20 minutes of swimming, but you'll get there. See that molten uh, lava continent? You can go there. Yeah, you can go there. You'll be totally (laughs) underleveled for everything, but you can go there, pick up resources, swim back before anything sees you, and that's totally Mm. viable. Are there sea monsters? (laughs) There are, but you can see them on the the map. You can avoid them if you don't want to fight them. Like, it's not random battles or anything, so... Mm. It, it's very good about like having things that completely overlevel you more often than not don't aggro you because they just don't care. It, oh, I, I love that. That's yeah. yeah I think that's. I, good. It, it, I don't know what the level threshold is, but if it's like if it's going to one hit kill your whole party, it's probably like you are an <laughs> insect. You are not worth my time. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I, oh man, I'm really excited to swim with some sea monsters now. Yeah. Um. 
I have a random question and a side question then. If you're so into giant robots and everything, did you ever get into the Armored Core series? Yes, I did. I've been talking with a few friends that I recently discovered like Armored Core, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just like, wasn't a PlayStation guy, so I didn't yeah. have a PS3. I don't have a PS4. Um, but that's where all the Armored Cores that are in recent memory have released, and yep. I want a new one, and I want it for PC because I miss giant robots and flying around and shooting dudes. Yeah, this is this is the big problem. It's so many of like the really cool giant robot piloting games of recent years have been like console exclusives at the times that I didn't have those consoles, and I've had to go back yeah. and get them. Um, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but I did go and get the um, the giant steel battalion controller. Just because I needed it and I have been playing the original Steel Battalion just because I like having a control panel and piloting a big old robot that blunders around and blows stuff up. Because <laughs> that's a cool thing to do. I, yeah, that's pretty I, fucking I want cool. the Steel Battalion controller for everything. I just want it to be my new default controller. <laughs> There's a unfortunate lack of Steel Battalion-esque controllers in the world and I can't wait for... A, a stupid big market of those to open up if if it happens alongside the VR headsets. Oh, I did not think about that. Yes, I was playing Tie Fighter the other week with an old flight stick, and it just felt so good to be using something different from the usual. I'm sure it could control fine on a controller, but having an actual joystick in your hand it really really helps with um the the immersion of the whole experience. Mm-hmm. This thing- like old ass twenty one year old game still looks and feels really good because of that joystick. Yeah, still the best experience I've had with VR was um, I think it was Strike Suit Zero, um, flying around in a cockpit in that, and I was doing it with quite a nice like joystick and throttle that would mm-hmm. register when my fingers were on certain buttons even if they hadn't been pressed. Oh, and like that's as cool. I'm moving the throttle in game, it's moving my throttle as I'm moving it. It's moving the joystick as I do. If I hover my finger over a button, it's hovering in game over the button. And I was like, this is what I want. I want to be in the cockpit know? of the giant space thing. Did they have like camera sensors? No, it on was the it was just a really fancy joystick that like was very sensitive on its button. So like if my finger is resting mm. on the button but not like pressing it down it could feel that my thumb was there. So I'm like, that convinced me that I want to save up and invest in like a big joystick because I want to, I know it's stupid, but I want to be the space captain with my throttle and joystick. (laughs) It's not stupid at all. That's that's quite, that's totally what normal people want. Um, This just brings up an idea for me because I actually got to, to try out the, uh, was it the Vive? Oh, yeah. Yes, HTC. Did, did you okay. have the big uh, empty room demo? I did. Okay. It, was, it was at a friend's place, and they have uh, a build of it, and they have a bunch of games and stuff. All I tried out was Fruit Ninja, but I had, like, the big 12 by 12 space to, like, play it in. <laughs> and it it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to try it because I know I'm going to get into it. And I tried it, and I'm like, this is pretty fucking cool. It's... And I don't want to have to buy this, but it's cool. And, like, I I just wanted to bring up this thought. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Vive, but with those those uh, two little controllers you have. The ones with the sort of angular antennas on the top. Or they're like um, satellite dishes. That's, that's, that's not the one I tried, but I mean like a VR mm. with that. Can you guys imagine VR pod racing? Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> pod 
racing. So my my pod racing story. I know we're going a little off track here. Uh, a a couple fun. of years ago, do you, do any of you remember the arcade machine of the pod racing game that had yes. the giant yes, pod machine levers? Right. Um, yes, yeah. I saw one of those secondhand, good condition on sale for 250 pounds because the person needed to just didn't have the space for it. And at this point I was living in my parents' house still. I had no room for it. I considered purchasing it regardless of not having the the space to put it anywhere and having the knowledge that my parents would kill me for trying to get it into the house because it was an affordable price range pod racing cabinet. (laughs) Oh, it's the fish that got away. It's my Moby Dick. Man. If it makes you feel any better, it was probably suspiciously underpriced. Um, I, (laughs) it was like half an hour from where I lived. I went and looked at the machine because I was like, maybe it's smaller than I think. Maybe I could get it home. It wasn't. Um, Okay. Did it work? Did did, did he demo it? Uh, Yeah, demoed it. It was working. So no one had like pooped in it or anything. Not that I could tell from like three pod races. (laughs) It oh, seemed so very really much to be working no and in good condition, and the guy was just like, I'm moving abroad, I don't have space, take this thing off my hands, I won't pay for the transport, you'll have to deal with that yourself. Oh. Get rid of this for me. That's a heartbreaker. Yeah. I, it's, 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 it's the true love that got away, and that, like, every <laughs> Valentine's Day I am with my loving fiancé, but I'm actually, there's a little thought bubble, and I'm just picturing that pot racing <laughs> cabinet. I'm like, one day, my love, one day. I'm wondering oh. if you could disassemble that and hook it up to a regular monitor. You probably just keep the controller. You probably could. I don't if, know. Yeah, I don't think I could, but someone might it, be able to. It must be doable. It's not a task I would want to undertake. Right. Agreed. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Did I play anything else this week? Um, I replayed Spirit Tracks on the Wii U. The, that DS. Um, Spirit Tracks, Zelda game. Zelda. Um, uh, fuck yeah. any game that makes me blow continuously into the controller. <laughs> the DS and the Wii U do not have good detection for for Good blowing. blow detection? They don't have good blow detection. Mm. I spent yeah. 45 minutes in Spirit Tracks oh, this week. I know week, what that's like. Um, stuck trying to play like a four note um, like spirit flute section where it's four <laughs> notes played three times in a row. <laughs> And just every time I was like, that time, got it perfect. And the game was like, nah, it's not quite no, right, is it? It's better. not quite right. And I was just like, fuck you not letting me play my fucking video game. Yeah. They wouldn't know Braid if it punched them in the face. Oh. Right? Blow, that sounds... Blow detection. Oh. That sounds... Oh. oh. Also, I, I, I realize now I probably should have asked at the start of this. Am I right to swear like a sailor? Is that Okay. Oh yeah, that, that's fine then. I I, yeah. I always forget to do that, and I come on. And I'm just like, ah, ah, fuck this, fuck that. <laughs> uh, no, if we if we had any rules, we would. Uh, I I, we would I assumed let you, you know. would. I I just thought I'd just check you weren't being polite to the to the guest. <laughs> we we I believe uh, really should I believe y- yes I yeah we should yeah. get to news. I was How... going to say I believe last podcast I called some game fucking garbage like three times in a row. <laughs> I can't remember what it was though. <laughs> That's how garbage it was. But, yeah. but no, before before we do the break, I just want to say I've never played Spirit Tracks, and that mechanic sounds like fucking garbage. 
Okay. So <laughs> you, do you seriously have to blow the note? Yes. It, it'll like correct pitch or frequency no, no, or no. something. It, basically, all you have is the bottom. The bottom screen is a set of pan pipes, and there's a little line, okay. and you like use your touch screen to move which color of the pan pipes is lined up with the line, and that's what note you'll play. The problem is, is that you like. It happens maybe four times in the game. Each time you're trying to unlock a dungeon, you meet some sage that's like, hey, blow my pipes. And um, <laughs> well, okay. yeah. and it'll be like eight bars of very simple music where it's like, he'll play his four notes. You play your four, do it three times in a row. If every one of your notes is picked up perfectly, um, you can't have a continuous breath. You have to start and stop and have to find starts and stops on each breath to play those notes. If your breaths are slightly too long, slightly too short, pick up as one note rather than having a break between them. One of them doesn't pick up through that whole like (laughs) measure of three attempts at the song. If one of your 12 notes doesn't pick up perfectly, you can't progress and you can't go to that dungeon. And so it's <gasps> not detecting pitch or frequency, it's detecting time? It's, it's detecting, are you currently blowing? When? How long did you blow for? When did you stop blowing? <laughs> Jeez, it's like and a it's police And it's not very good at that. What? Nintendo's new tech not oh, being that good? I, I tried finding other noises it might pick up better, <laughs> so I was like, brown. ah, oh... Mm. Oh, yeah. It didn't pick up anything, but the the only thing it would pick up, and I will do this away from the mic to not blow everyone's ears up, was. Sure. (laughs) Oh, no. So I'm sat in my living room with my housemates, and I'm just doing that in the corner of the room while they're watching a film. They're like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing the spirit flutes. It's, it's, it's complicated. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I, can, I can explain. <laughs> I am trying to be the hero of time here. Just just let me blow this. Yep. <laughs> Everything about this, including the innuendo, is, sounds like garbage. <laughs> it, it is. It, it kind of is. But I like Zelda games, so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get through it. Yeah, that feeling. Yeah. 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 All right, but we, we actually have gone on much longer yeah. than our usual break period. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with some news. Probably get through the news super quick. We'll see. We'll find out after these messages. Hey, guys. Have you ever asked wow. for anything <laughs> for wow, Christmas? No, it was supposed to be like some kind of cheesy c- commercial style intro. You know we accept nothing less than hello and welcome. <laughs> However, you know, sometimes you want to accept something and you don't get what it is. Well, you, you okay. don't get what you expect. Sometimes okay. you ask for something from a friend and end up just getting a, a, some stupid useless thing with a dick drawn on it. Such as in the case of an unnamed Massachusetts nice. boy whose father <laughs> nice. found his son opening a PlayStation 4 package and instead receiving a block of wood with a what? dick drawn on it. Wait, what? Uh, I must say, seamless segue there. You are the... Mm. I, I'm, I will hand over my title. You are the new master of podcasts. I have been usurped. Unlimited official. power. The ceremony shall happen as soon as possible. George has been honing his skills for 74 episodes now. <laughs> so, so with these skills, I intend to... Oh, wait, no, you're getting a block of wood with a dick on it. Uh, yeah. who's, who's it from? 
No one knows. Supposedly no, we it's do from know. someone it, in Target. There's a, message. there's a message on the block of wood. Oh, it's from Cock and Balls cock with and Love. Balls. But... With Love. <laughs> the, the, uh, the presumed fan theory right now, the lore, is that there's some saboteur in the uh, Target assembly line who took a temporary job to steal thousands of dollars worth of PlayStations, thus replacing the content with a block of wood that has a dick on it and says from Cock and Balls with Love. And I feel like I can safely laugh at this story because it's hilarious and it also turned out okay because they target gave him back the playstation plus a 100 dollars yeah. gift card and we all get to laugh at dicks now right. i'm glad that this happened with target because like any other smaller chain that wasn't target would look at a family coming in being like hey i bought a ps4 inside was a block of wood with a <laughs> cock and balls on it no other <laughs> chain is going to believe you and say sure that sounds plausible have a new ps4 to replace it and a hundred dollars only target would be like yeah that might well have happened that's entirely plausible it's almost so like they knew that they expected all ps4s <laughs> we always felt shady about about that chad guy we hired for the holidays so here you go i, I just want i i want the the story to be that like they brought it back to target and then whoever they brought it back to had this flashback to like four weeks prior where they were having a conversation with a disgruntled employee, and he's like, if you don't give me a raise, I'm going to replace every PS4 with a block of wood and draw a dick on it. And he's like, that'll never happen. And it flashes forward again, and he's like, oh. And, and they, they say it still had the plastic wrap with the security tags on it. Whoever replaced it with the block impeccably repackaged it, which mm. also brings to light the fact that maybe it could have been someone at Target... Which is um, supported by the fact that this father is also saying that his cousin's friend received a block of wood, a block of dick wood with um, <laughs> from, from, from another target in Massachusetts. Or it could be someone at the PlayStation assembly lines who whoever's in charge. Going to, I'm going to make an educated guess and say that it was Konami. Oh. <laughs> Full circle. So, yes. I, I have I have I have a big unanswered question about this whole scenario. Okay. And I've not seen anyone ask this question, so... Okay. 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 Uh, this PS4 was apparently an Uncharted Collection version of the PS4, which presumably mm. means it was meant to come with the Uncharted Collection on a nice little disc or something. Maybe it came did, on a block of wood instead. Did, did they get the game? And if not, what did they get in place of the game? Because in my mind, it's like Uncharted written in like a ballpoint pen on a donut or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of anything like grosser well, that would still have that nice hole in the center that they fair, could be like, yeah, it's fine. When when I ordered my PlayStation 4, which was the Last of Us bundle, I found a surprise inside that was about as insulting as a block of wood with a dick on it. It was a digital download, it, wasn't it? It was a piece of paper oh. with a code for, for The yeah. Last of Us. Which I imagine then when you get an Uncharted Collection bundle, you don't get the disc, you get a piece of paper with not a dick written on it, but a code written on it. I mean, it's about as about as you know pleasant as a dick. It's about as pleasant. I I would have rather been like doing things with with my own dick for the hour it took for me to download the thing instead <laughs> when I just had to sit and watch it. That took a turn. I tried I to segue. Say... I'm sorry, but there are more productive, pleasurable things to do than than download your game on a crisp holiday afternoon. Yeah. Um... I want to say that maybe that's what the $100 gift card was, aside from, you know, yeah. 
the fact that they sold them a block of wood with a dick on it <laughs> and they wanted to make up for it I, maybe that hundred dollar gift card was also like and you could buy that game that uh that wasn't in there because i'm assuming whoever took it probably just took all the codes and they're on some shady mm. website now so for 35 I, bucks a pop i do i do have one other question and i think this is important <laughs> to think about um okay okay so target oh. have been given back the block of wood and have decided okay, this really seriously happened. We sold someone a, a cock and balls piece of wood. Right. Do, do you think they just gave the new PS4 to the family? Or do you think that they opened the box and just double-checked first? Do you think I at any point there's the moment of, let's, let's just open your PS4. Okay, it's definitely a PS4. It's not a piece of cock and balls wood. Now you can take it. We've seen it. It's good. Man, that's... I wonder. No, that's that's actually an interesting question. Do you think there? I wonder if there's like a like a like a cock and balls hunt among Target now <laughs> to find all the PS4s that are not yeah. PS4s. If, how, if you how... find the final one, then you get to go to the cock and balls factory. <laughs> yeah. How sad <laughs> is it that, that we live in a time where we have to do dick checks on our PlayStation boxes? Yeah, it's a, it's a sad day. It is a very sad what, day what indeed. What is the world coming to? You, you know what was also a very sad day? Uh, mm. Segway. Uh, oh, yeah. No, Christmas yeah. was a sad day. <laughs> Christmas was a sad day. Why was Christmas a sad day? For a select uh, group of Steam users, Christmas was a sad day because they randomly saw themselves logged in as other people's accounts. Uh, they had a cacheing error that I totally missed because I wasn't on Steam for Christmas, but I did get a text message from my friend who was like, Steam's freaking out, man. They want me to pay for everything in rubles, man. Are you friends with Shaggy? That's, that's no, how I read that's... his text, basically. That's Rick. I mean, Gee, Marty, Rick, I don't Marty. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut up, Morty. We're using robles today. <laughs> um, um, so basically, for for a few hours during Christmas Day, there there was this horrible cacheing error where you randomly had some of your personal information, not your payment information, but your email, well, your name, your address, bits of your payment information. Yeah, I, not the like, yeah, not was the, it the last thing, but... four digits. I don't believe it was the last four, but it was some of the digits from your credit card if you stored a credit card rather than using PayPal. Which feels dangerous to say, but I think for some people is kind of enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, it's it's if... more of my card information that I want someone else to see. Yeah, it's, seriously. It's four digits more than you want. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's... I, uh, my experience with this was was like... I had like a cartoonish experience with this whole thing because I woke up Christmas morning because uh, we were doing like an afternoon lunch thing with with family, mm -hmm. so I didn't need to be anywhere like like promptly. So I, I got on the computer and I checked you know news and stuff and tweeted a bit. But I see Total Biscuit tweet and he's like, uh, "Steam is fucked today. People are seeing other people's accounts and blah blah." blah. And I'm like, "Oh shit." I need to go check my Steam to make sure everything's okay. So I log in. Oh check. god, that's the tragedy of it. The irony. Yeah, and then and then he tweets one minute after I open it, and he's like, "Whatever you do, don't log in to Steam today, or something might happen." I was like, "Fuck!" And so I log off, 
And then he tweets again, and he's like, also, don't log out if you're already locked in. Oh that was like, It was like the perfect storm of things. So far, I haven't seen anything. I unlinked my PayPal, changed my PayPal password. Um, mm. I don't have a credit card linked as far as I remember. Yeah. And I've been monitoring my, my credit card stuff, and I haven't seen anything. But also, I've heard that nobody has seen any, like, actual, like, people purchasing shit on their accounts. It was just, like, personal information leak. As far as I know, yeah, like, I, like as as far as directly fraudulently purchasing games on someone else's accounts go, you could not do that. But the fact that your personal information plus some digits of your credit card get out is a huge breach that mm-hmm. could be enough for some people, some some horrible scumbag identity thefts people. Like if you did experience it, it would be a very very safe bet to change it your card information as soon as possible i i am very thankful that i have only ever used paypal on steam i am have never been more thankful than this last week Uh, so yeah yeah, i guess i guess you ought to get a new card jimmy i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) just keep an eye on your stuff look be on the lookout and whatnot um so apparently this wasn't caused at all by any kind of hacking or DDoS or anything. It was just... Nope, all nope. them. Caching error. Steam sales pretty big. We it's, done it's fucked up a bit. their own fault. And, and it really... All days to fuck up. Yeah, it was, it was a Christmas... Mer- What's the opposite of a miracle? Tragedy. It was a Christmas tragedy. <laughs> did, did people rise up in arms? Like the rise of the Tomb Raider available on Steam... January 2006. <laughs> Hot competition for worst oh, segues of all time. This time on TOEG Podcast. People just kind of tolerated it because Steam's in a... I'm eating a banana here, so it's, it's okay. It's, it's, I, okay, mm. banana, Steam, yeah. authoritarian. Steam is is much like the, the, the benevolent, big-dicked matriarch of, of, of gaming. People just tolerate this shit. Yeah, it's like no no other company would you like would people have tolerated the complete non-apology that Valve gave where they were just like, as a result of a configuration change earlier today, a caching issue allowed some users (laughs) to randomly see pages generated for other users for a period of less than an hour. We're not going to apologize for this. No, I'm just imagining like Grand Moff Tarkin reporting to to Vader. (laughs) Oh, Vader. For a period of under an hour, people were able to see other people's generated pages. No big deal. So it's, it's smaller than a one crowd. Now witness the power of this fully operational <laughs> steam <laughs> sale. <laughs> so yeah, they didn't apologize. They were just like, oh, some people saw some stuff that they weren't meant to see for an hour. That they, happened. They initially, mm-hmm. they eventually sent out a statement to press via email, but they first reported on this problem via a forum post. They kind of mm. sort the language that they use, the formatting of it, it greatly resembles like accidentally seeing the wrong clip art when you visit a store page, like a little miscellaneous error, except well, the was... error is yeah. mis- it... <laughs> fully seeing someone else's personal mm. info. Because it on the wasn't internet. an official Steam statement or anything, it was just one of the mod the Valve mods that was like, uh, yeah. uh the thing's happening, we're 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 looking at it. Valve has and, been made aware of this yeah. and are working on a fix. It, it only lasted a few hours or whatnot, but I still think this is a one of what we might be seeing more of in the future, an example of, of Valve's hubris kind of getting out of control, which I saw a bit earlier this year when I tried to request a review copy of a Steam link. Apparently their, e- their PR email address 
is Doug Lombardi's email address. They don't have a PR mm-hmm. department. It's just yep. Doug Lombardi. It's just Doug Lombardi. And, and he just right. sent review stuff to PC World, I believe. Everyone else had to buy their own. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's only so much Doug Lombardi can do, which also means it's basically just Doug Lombardi's favorite publication he'll send stuff to. Yeah. Basically, if you wanted to be reviewing them, you had to basically hand over the cash to buy one from one of the devs that had one early and review that. Like, I'm not going to name names, but I know some big (laughs) outlets that paid way above the odds to get Steam links from devs to get reviews up early. Jeez. So uh, that's (laughs) not a good state for Valve's PR. Yeah, no, they have really bad customer service, really bad PR, and now we're seeing them have a really, really bad internal infrastructure problem. I'm wondering how much this is going to get worse before it gets better. Like, like I remember last year when, when Gabe made that interview statement about how he wants to make customer service better and nothing ever happened ever? I don't, but now I'm upset about well, it. Well, I mean, it's easy to imagine, right? <laughs> it did happen. I'm not making it up. There, no, I'm the, sure The I'm headlines sure read something like, <laughs> Gabe is disappointed in Valve's customer service and aims to improve it, and that was like a year ago. Yeah, and Valve are in this position right now where like they can sit back and do nothing and they, they will rake in a fortune <laughs> and they people will, will forgive it. them and they're not going to stop because they're Valve and they don't have to stop because they're Valve and no one's going to call them out on it. It's not. You just see like the, the Onion-esque headline, Gabe Newell disappointed in, in Valve customer service stuck in pile of money and can't get onto the phone to to berate them and it's not a totally unfair situation like they got there by providing a great service and and incredibly cheap prices but Mm. you'd think that as you know revenues and profits scale up so would the quality of some other aspects of their service as well but apparently that's not happening i want improved what's that what's that make it so that the place where i take screenshots doesn't go into user like oh, name yeah. C setting a custom uh, screenshot folder, folder would be Steam apps so nice. Seven five, fucking it's like twelve folders to get to your screenshots, and it changes all the time. And there's just empty folders that are, it's which means clearing out your screenshot folder is really hard to do. You have to Finding like do a Windows search do. for .dot jpegs. Literally every time I want to go find a screenshot, I have to Google where are Steam <laughs> screenshots and like then like Indiana Jones my way through my folders Ta-da-da-da. to get there. the main thing that i want valve to hurry up and fix already is the fact that the steam (laughs) controller as as nice as it is it doesn't work unless you have steam overlay turned on and if like us your people who do video stuff and have to turn the overlay off so it's not visible on screen during videos your steam controller just won't work am i hold on i i thought you were saying a different thing you mean you have to have that fucking shift tab business going yep if you don't have that open if, if you don't have that thing that pops up in the corner of the screen and says your friends logged in whatever your steam controller just yeah. doesn't work yeah <laughs> fuck off why, yeah. why can't you just pull a switch on the back that turns it into an xbox controller like you can with the logitechs <laughs> these days because that would be far 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 too easy wouldn't it <laughs> um, okay I'm just I'm just imagining I'm just imagining anything that doesn't get done at Valve is because it's like the interior of Valve headquarters is an actual like, like a swamp, like an Endor style swamp, but 
the water is made up of money. And so people like to get to places where they can do their job. They have to like wade through money and people regularly drown. I mean, kind of like swamp. No one likes <laughs> to populate swamps. They're not popular real estate. And the thing with Valve is that they're an incredibly small company for how much money they're pushing through. And they don't mm. have bosses. Everyone like like the infrastructure of Valve is really, really weird. And it worked really well for them for setting up Steam. But for like growing and expanding Steam, not so much. Mm. And uh, that's why the PR department is just Doug Lombardi and no one else, because <laughs> there's really like no pressure on them to hire a lot of people and micromanage them all because no one at Valve. I, I think I'm wondering if this is still true, but whenever you would uh, listen to the commentaries in the old Portal and Half-Life games, they would uh, go on and on about how great it was not having titles. No one mm. is anyone else's boss. Except, obviously, for Mr. Valve himself, because, yeah. you yeah. know, he's in charge, and what he wants... Even just, though I'm... Yeah, if he doesn't want it to happen, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and I'm going to switch off the paid mod thing that you guys switched on now. <laughs> hey, stop that. Yeah, you can do whatever you oh. want. Just, just, yeah, don't, don't... Don't do that. We're doing we're doing things my way now that you're doing not what I want. Yeah. The whole paid mod debacle too. Like there you go. There's another example of of Valve hubris, uh, kind <laughs> yeah. of sort of getting it's... out of control as as the history goes on. The problem is though. Well, like first of all, even as bad as bad as Steam has ever been, like it's never going to rival that of UPlay or Origin or anything like that, which is you know like subterranean levels of trash <laughs> but like it's also the only it's the only thing like steam does not have a competitor that's why they can it's, get away with this they can, yeah so they don't need to fucking do anything they can run it into the ground for all they want and then all that all they have to do is say half-life 3 and like they get all their money back and pr is up again that's how they got steam on the ground in the first place they just said half-life yeah. 2 what was what was that um that indie competitive steam that existed for a while that no one uses anymore um Oh god damn. Desura? Desura that's yeah, not oh, not Itchio. Itchio's too well known, no. Desura was a thing for like two weeks and then mm. I Desura. I played one game on Desura. Yep. Um I forgot Ta- who is it by? Thomas Thomas Hap? Yeah, that sounds, Hap? sounds I, I, Thomas Hap is ringing a bell. That sounds like a person. I don't know who. Yeah. He it was some game about like ricocheting bullets or like projectiles to like solve puzzles and there was like timing involved. And it was really cool. It was also 20 minutes for the whole game and it was like really well designed and then it just ended and I was like that was good, but I I mean I can't plausibly just recommend this to people and expect any sales for you because it's on Desura and sorry. <laughs> yeah, I still get codes for games on Desura every now and then and I just wonder, like, why why haven't you put your game on Itch.io? Itch.io's free mm. and easy and doesn't take a big yeah. cut. Steam, because there's no barrier, really, to, to getting on Steam. <laughs> yeah, not really well, at this point. Eh. <laughs> is there? I mean, no, you're right, but, like... The, the barrier is $100. Okay, so there's a $100 barrier. And th- th- enough time or, like, persistence to get your game through green light and just be like, vote for me! Which isn't yeah. hard to do. Yeah, just... People will vote for any old shit on Well, that. like, to get on Steam, you either have to have a really good game or your game has to be really bad, but you have no integrity. It's like, yeah, I'll give you codes for it. Why the, the, the middle ground guys, <laughs> I think, not? get zero attention because... Their game isn't... I don't know. 
Well, their, their games will get through eventually. It's just going to take them until, like... <laughs> it's going to take them years. It's going to take them until after Steam Greenlight is no longer a thing. They have replaced it by Steam's new indie initiative. And they'll be like, oh, I finally got on Steam, finally. You mean my zombie survival game isn't isn't selling? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> It's such a good concept. I I used Unit C off that of the Unity store and everything. Guess guess what did get on Steam though, and this feels like a huge dick move, because because Matt did a really great segue earlier, and oh, I'm 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 all anxious and, and self conscious. It, it's what fine. I, it, it basically what I said was oh. basically an ad. Because you oh, guys shit. continue that with I forgot that you segued. <laughs> I, yeah, I segued, and then you guys kept going. I was like, oh, people must think, like, the whole way through that I just did that as an ad, and we're getting paid by Rise of the Tomb Raider. Shit, Rise of the Tomb Raider that. coming out on Steam. A lot closer than everyone thought, isn't it? <laughs> Brought to you a new no, message from you your friends at Squaresoft. <laughs> Anyway. anyway, Rise of the Tomb Raider is supposedly going to start coming out on PCs in January 2016, which means that the much-touted and much-controversial console exclusivity period for this game is going to be lasting a mere two months, which is nothing. Nothing. Um, I, I, I feel like this has to be so much earlier than, than Microsoft planned. Yeah, like... that, there's like a lot of uh, speculation and hype over Bloodborne coming to PC. And if that came out a full year later, that seems reasonable. Two months for, for how little they've tried to or how much they've tried to deflect people away from talking about this game coming out on other platforms is like an amazingly short period. I mean, I want to say it's because it didn't sell. It did it not sell? I, I think it only did like 60,000 units in the UK in its first month, which is... Oh, that's not a lot. That's, that's like, you put your game out to die numbers. Well, it must suck to like, be making Tomb Raider games. Uh, yeah. That's phenomenal for an indie game that from a developer that no one's heard of. Exactly, and when you put that for a AAA game, that's like... Oh, oh, God, not, no, oh, oh, God, no, oh, God, no, this is not, yeah. oh, we can't live with these kind of numbers. These numbers are not, just not acceptable for a game on that scale. They're also pushing it super hard. They're commercials, the sides yeah. of buses, say Rise mm. of the Tomb Raider right now. In, in the UK, they strapped six people to a bloody billboard for 24 hours and were like, hey, Tomb Raider, buy it. We, we put people what up the here. hell's happening? Why are these Tomb Raider games selling? They had a lot of hard time selling the previous one, too. Is it because of the Xbox exclusivity? Is that what's biting them in the ass? I, I feel like a lot of people have been waiting for the PC version just because, like, looking back at the, the last game... The PC version looks so much better. <laughs> I think that's what they're waiting for. If only they knew how right they were. <laughs> yeah, people just can't wait for that. Tress effects. Want to get your floaty 3D hair. You gotta have that. And, you know, knowing that that can't be far off, I guess maybe that's what they're waiting on. <laughs> so there is a Steam page up. Super legit. It wasn't even a link. It's still there. It, everything looks right. It's Rise of the Tomb Raider releasing in 2016. January, which is the first month of 2016. Uh, but yeah, the, and remember how much controversy there was over the, the console exclusive people were super made. Well, I think people were mad because they thought they were going to have like a six month wait for the PC version. And like Microsoft definitely made it sound like it was going to be that. It sounded like they were. Yeah. And they had a hard time selling the first one, even though it got pretty good reviews and, and a pretty solid fan base. 
And I'm presuming that the reason they went with a brief console exclusivity deal with Microsoft is to get some money to help out with publishing. Maybe Microsoft decided to push the PC release a bit earlier, maybe, if they were working on the PC release at the same time. Because they're doing this thing now where where a lot of times in in some Microsoft uh, presentations, you saw this at E3, they'd refer to a game as being Microsoft exclusive, which meant X-Bone and PC. And they they used that word a lot during the Oculus presentations. There was a partnership between Xbox and Oculus, and they referred to some games as being Microsoft exclusive. And and I guess I'm guessing that basically just means fuck you, Sony. Uh, but pr- pretty pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Windows counts as Microsoft, and uh, they also had some some quotes releasing about how they wanted to make PC gaming better and make up for games for Windows Live from the last time they said that. And I guess that also means pushing Tomb Raider out earlier a bit. I because because they're a little more friendlier towards PC gaming than they were in previous generations. And they had an excuse to because they'd rather you play games on their own platform, the Xbox, which is weird because they also have another platform called Windows that that's the idea. They want to push it out on both, I guess. I hope. Uh, but yeah, Rise of the Two. Ra- this is a game I didn't even bother thinking about because I don't have the console. But now I can bother thinking about it, and I really should go play the th- 2013 one soon, shouldn't I? Yeah, the 2013 one was so yeah. good. It was it, and like this this new one. It's one of my games of the year, and I'm just waiting for it to hit PS4 so that people can actually play it. Because yeah, mm. Mm, yeah, PS4 is going to take a while. I'm I'm just. I'm just upset that more people can't play such <laughs> such a critically well received game, and that so few people have bought it. That really fucking sucks. I'm 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 really just wondering now, like, how, does this coming out so early on Xbox One mean the PS4 is coming earlier? They they have some some period unknown to which they they had the the license given to Microsoft. And I presume once that's up, there's no reason for them not to put it out on PlayStation. But I I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually Microsoft's initiative here wanting to push PC copies as well. I mean, just make everyone money faster. Yeah, because initially I assumed it was going to be like six months for PC and a year for for PS4. But I don't know. the This version coming so unexpectedly quick, I feel like the PS4 wait might be shorter than we initially thought it might be. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Bloodborne on PC. <laughs> oh, gosh. People keep s- s- swearing they saw it in the Steam database. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it out loud until it happens. <laughs> my, my main thing that I'm sort of worried about seeing is how some of the Souls games have launched on PC is I just want... I want us to be sure that um, gameplay isn't going to be tied to frame rate, so we're not going to get that whole going out of sync issue. But if you can maintain a consistent (laughs) 30, it's still going to be better than the PS4 version. Yeah, that's fair. Like like Dark Souls 1 broke at 60 FPS. It was was a game designed to be played at 30 FPS via the game logic, and... I I don't know. Maybe maybe they fixed it with Bloodborne because they fixed that with Dark Souls Two, except for a couple minor issues, weapon degradation. Yeah, yeah. But like, even the PlayStation Four version of that game has an absurdly low frame rate during moments. Yeah, I'm hoping they just lock it to thirty and they put something in there that says, "Hey, you can change it to sixty. You might mess with game logic." And, and everyone would rightly hate them for that, but yeah, but at least like they'd know and it wouldn't Honestly, fuck it up. I have to say. For the first time ever, I was tempted by a PS4 last week because um, I was looking through 
Walmart for something. I was getting something for like a Christmas party. And I was like, I'll just browse their electronics. And they had a PS4 for $300. Yeah. And I was like, that's not bad. And it came with Battlefront. But then I was like, I'm not going to play Battlefront. Nah. Even though, like, replace that with Bloodborne in that box. And I think that will finally push me over the tipping point. $300 PS4 with Bloodborne. And I'll be like, good enough. I'll, I'll buy this $300 one video game. And then I'll probably also play Journey. You can you can rent until dawn. <laughs> if you have some friends some over, some games are coming out this year. Quite a few. That, that, until dawn's an absolute blast. If you get a bunch of drunk yeah. friends together and you see how you can get everyone killed, right? That's that's the context in which I would play it. Um, and you, you would love it, actually. I, that's what we did for the Halloween party. Everyone had a a huge blast. And is. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is on PS4, correct? Or it will be. Yeah, it's meant to be end of 2016, I then think. Then that that's the second game that will be like, I am interested. I, I have interest in a PS4, is Horizon Zero Dawn. I, yeah, like, I've never... I haven't really been excited in any of the other games that Studio's made in a while, but I can really get behind red-headed mm-hmm. Amazon... Uh, fighting mecha robots in like robot dinosaur monster hunter like that that's my kind of jam i can get hyped for mecha dinosaurs being hunted by like the cyberpunk chick from braid (laughs) i'm down (laughs) i'm in yes that does seem very cool but what if you have a checklist of dinosaurs that you have to kill via their arm cannon and not the other cool gadgets to unlock the arm cannon level two which is another cool gadget What's that referencing? Basically, like like the Ubisoft sandbox game design. Oh, uh, wait, is it Ubisoft? No, it's not. But a lot of okay. a lot of I I like to temper my even though it did look good. <laughs> I still like that's to fair, temper. That's fair. Yeah, I I'm I'm gonna be hesitant just because I'm I've really not been able to get myself interested in most of the Killzone games. I just find them really. Eh, I, I I don't know what it is about them. They it's literally called Killzone. It is a Simpsons <laughs> parody video game title. Yeah, the games may be fine, but but when you're working with a name like Killzone, your mm. expectations are somewhere. Mark my words now. If they come out with a bundle for the PS4 that has when Horizon Zero Dawn drops, and it's like a oh, special edition with Horizon, mm. and it comes with the thing or whatever, and the PS4 looks different, I'll get that. And then I'll also buy, buy Bloodborne and I'll play all the good video games and Journey because I still haven't played Journey. Me either. Oh my goodness, Journey is Journey is one of those games. I'm so glad I played it before I knew anything about what it was. I just, I absolutely love Journey. I just picked up the vinyl soundtrack. It's, it's, it's I've heard so much about the game and I'm still like, I know I can still have a good experience with it. And that's why I have not ever listened to the Journey soundtrack, because I want to experience it in the game before I just listen to it. Yeah, that's definitely a good call. Um, Like, my, my partner really doesn't play video games. And like, I would say, play this with someone who doesn't play video games, if you know too much about this game already. Mm-hmm. And just pick up those vicarious, like, first experiences through someone else. Like... Get someone next to you and go through it and watch them get all excited about, oh, I'm doing the thing that everyone knows about. Because <laughs> that's that's how I did cool. it. Cool, yeah. It worked for yeah. me. <laughs> Stuff to look forward to. I mean, it is a Bloodborne box, but it's not a bad Bloodborne box. I mean, all you know, if 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 good things happen in 2016, then maybe it'll be also a Last Guardian box or a Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> box. <laughs> or a No yeah. Man's Sky box, you know, maybe in 2016. 20- 
37. I... That, 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 that one's definitely... That's June, I think, that one's dated mm, for. Horizon or, or Last Guardian or... Oh, um, No, no Man's Sky is uh, June, June 2016. Oh, right. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, sorry for the confusion, yeah. Because <laughs> if Last Guardian comes out in 2016, I... I won't jump out my window. I mm. I will do something of <laughs> you personal live in a inconvenience. Story house. No, I I live in a condo. Anyways, I shouldn't say uh. where I live. Um, <laughs> in, in that in that case, we we should probably figure out how to jump out the proverbial windows of this podcast. <laughs> oh, look at that segue! Oh. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, I, and here I we won are. the video game. Go you. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah yeah that 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 was that was the real yeah, uh, that... i don't know i'm starting to run out of mental steam thanks for listening to the Easy podcast yeah. everyone if you enjoyed our guest laura you can find her at uh you can find me at laura k buzz on absolutely everything laura k buzz.com where i post absolutely everything laura k buzz on youtube laura k buzz on patreon laura k buzz on twitter Laura K. Buzz, Laura K. Buzz, Laura K. Buzz. Thanks and for being also... on the podcast, Lurik Buzz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute blast. I thank you. It's been um, it's been lovely. People can also find your writings on Kotaku, correct? Uh, or not Kotaku, excuse me, Destructoid. Destructoid. Yep, um, you can find me Monday to Friday in the UK hours as UK editor at Destructoid. I also freelance for Polygon, Kotaku, um, The Guardian... I also do seven podcasts a week. I do the Geek Night In, Category Video Games, Oh No Video Games, <laughs> Year of Steam, the Destructoid UK podcast, Laura's Gaming Butts, and Podquisition. I think that's it for my list of weekly podcasts. <laughs> you are way busier than the rest so, of us. <laughs> if you guys have, have, an, have an aching ten hours left of your week that you just you just need to hear Laura's voice... You pretty much have that every week. And if, if you found my voice boring, that's fine. So long as you're insom- an insomniac, you can just put my podcasts on <laughs> and you'll drift right off to sleep. Just make sure you get those download numbers in. As long as you fall asleep, that's fine Jeez, if I, I can't even get you downloads. One podcast a week exhausts What me. happens when you lose your voice? If you lose your voice. I just power through somehow. Oh, you don't stop? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh my god. Yeah, I just load myself up on cough sweets and stuff and I'm like, fuck it, let's power through. Uh, fun story, my voice was going tonight. Oh my god. Um, I recorded, I think, 11 hours of, of Let's Plays back to back for a big long just batch of them. So my my idea today was I just got fucking wasted. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm too drunk to care about the pain in my throat. It'll be fine." Yeah, I, say, I usually keep up with the podquisition, and you don't sound off in any way. No, uh, so long as you just pour alcohol and paracetamol down this throat, it will just continue moving forever. <laughs> You suffer for your art. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> days off are for the week. I am not weak. I've got patrons to support. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go check out Laura's stuff um, and support her on Patreon if you enjoy her things that much. Yeah, come come listen to my stuff and then give me money so I can continue to yeah. live live the dream and make stuff at home all day and not get a shitty retail <laughs> job. Perfect. <laughs>
Yeah, so go support our Patreon, hashtag bucks for butts. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Can 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 I steal bucks for butts? How have no I problem. not how have I not come up with that before this moment? <laughs> completely uh, completely yours to take. Wonderful. Um, and alright, where can you find the rest of us? Matt, where can we find you? Mattvisual.com. You always screw this up. Just tell them the <laughs> YouTube.com slash Mattvisual. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash sundergamer or on Twitter at sundercr. Uh, and you can find all my stuff pretty much through links on those. And George, where can I find you? Uh, you cannot find me at youtube.com slash superbunnyhop <laughs> because someone took it in 2009. But you can find me at youtube.com slash bunnyhopshow. That's yeah. not my Twitter. Account. Man, I really messed up with this stuff, didn't I? I'm, I'm at superbunnyhop on Twitter. I'm bunnyhopshow on YouTube. I mean, the website is superbunnyhop.com, but I feel like I really need to just like ditch that thing at some point. But Man. in the meantime, watch the YouTube channel. That's where that's what I care about. Well, what's um, oh, and also oh, I, I I just want to know when are you going to get your personal branding down? Like you got to have everything in line. Like me, you got you got to get on this. <laughs> Can you change trying, a YouTube URL? YouTube doesn't let you. How do you how do you do just, it? Just bully the person who who has it until they give it to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. do my best. I I've been trying to I've been like sitting on Twitter staring at the at the name at Sunder for so long. It's su- it's some guy who has the kid from Bastion as his picture and his tweets are private. And I'm like, I just want to message him and be like, can can we switch? You can take the CR, I'll take the regular one. Oh god, I, I know this hassle. I, I used to run a website called Indie Haven and um, uh. we we had Indie underscore Haven for ages and it was just a man with one tweet who hadn't logged in in three years and Twitter would not give it to us. God. Yeah. What a, what a despicable worse than Hitler <laughs> human being. Exactly. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, that's, anyway, that's the uh, podcast. Yeah, real quick, anybody who's, who's still listening at this point, if you want to keep up with the podcast better, uh, go to uh, search TOVG Podcasts Libsyn and go to our Libsyn page because that's where we, that's like our site we used to upload and that has an archive of all of our episodes because the site's being janky and it like deleted a month worth of just podcasts, not anything else. So that's fun. But the site's not super reliable to keep, but plus you get it the second it uploads. So yeah. yeah. If you're not subscribed on iTunes, get something like Pod, uh, what was it? Podtoid or Podcast Addict on Android. Any of those, you'll be able to keep up with it a little bit better. Okay. And more consistency. Okay, we gotta go. Anyway, though. yeah. Run along. Bye. 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 The bush. Bye. The bush. The bu- what? <laughs> <laughs>